Hello and welcome to Yasmina Uncut, a podcast all about taboo topics, love, marriage, children and everything in between. Hello and welcome back to Yasmina Uncut. So in today's episode, I wanted my husband Billy to join us to talk about all things relationships. Say hi. Hello, everyone. (laughs) And um, I wanted to ask him some questions that I had that I think are really relevant to a lot of couples out there. And also some questions that you guys have asked me to ask Billy to get a man's perspective. So I'll start with this question. What's one piece of advice you'd give to people in a marriage or committed relationship? Well, I really think that in order for a marriage or relationship to be happy, you must be happy on your own. So when I say that, I mean like you need to be comfortable enough to be alone all day, not with your partner, do your own thing and basically you know, not rely on another person in a relationship for your happiness. So, if it means, you know, you have more of a social life or more of a, you know... Just life in general, like a lifestyle, life general, like yeah, gym. Like gym, Netflix, binge series, whatever you want to do. Like, um, yeah, you basically just need to make sure you're happy on your own for your relationship to be happy. And that way, you have more time, buffer time between, you know, spending time with your partner in a relationship and that time that you do spend together after that will be more special in the end game. That's what I think. You know, That's how we've been, you know, this whole time. I think when we were young, I remember your mom telling me like, you guys don't have to spend every moment together. You have your whole life. And I don't think we quite got that. We were so desperate to yeah. see each other every single day. And we didn't understand that, you know, distance and space really does make important. the heart grow fonder. And like having that time apart can actually mean that the time you spend together is so much more valuable. I definitely agree with that. Okay. So the next question I have for you is, what things did you need to work through in our marriage that you think have benefited us? Well, I think the the hardest thing was when we first got married, I let myself go mentally and physically. And, you know, that really took effect on my mental health and made me depressed and slouchy, not really a good person to be around, really negative all the time. And I think that, you know, with you seeing me like that, you're always getting, you know, annoyed, agitated, like just really, you know, disheartened by seeing me the way I was. And I think the best outcome I've ever had of this marriage was actually putting myself back together and, you know, working on myself and having more of a life. And actually, you know, we can actually see that in our marriage now where, you know, I wake up early in the morning, I help you with the kids, you know, we're a partnership, we do everything together um, in terms of, you know, help each other around the house and, you know, I'm really motivated now and I think that that really helped us through our, like, you know, difficult times. So do you think basically being the best version of you really benefits the relationship? So working on you and doing stuff that makes you feel good in turn makes you a better partner, a better husband, a better, you know, a dad? I definitely think that's true. That's 100% true. You got the, you know, you got it on point there. Do you think that when you weren't yourself, like, do you think there was a reason for that? Is it that you got comfortable in your life or is it that you know, you just kind of felt like, okay, I've kind of hit all my targets. I've got my wife, I've got my kids, like all is good. Like, how did that work? What was the switch between you and your mental state? Well, I actually don't know the answer to that question if you ask me now. Um, I really think that it was more of like, 
I don't know what to do from here and I just let myself, you know, go. That's it. I was done. I just didn't have any motivation to actually strive for more. Whereas now I feel like I can take over the world after, you know, knowing what I can do to make myself feel better and more comfortable and happier. You know, there's no better feeling in this world. And then, you know, in return in our relationship, that motivation and happiness and whatever you want to call it actually makes us so much better as a couple. So do you think it comes from within that you have to realize it within yourself and that you can't actually make your partner realize that they're drifting or they're changing? Because I remember always telling you like, you know, what are you doing? Like you were so good when you were going to the gym, your mental health was amazing. Like why didn't you get back into it? And you were in this phase where it's almost like you were a little bit depressed. Like you felt like, nah, I'm good. Like I'm chill to watch Netflix and eat junk all night. Like I'm happy where I am, but you weren't really happy because your actions spoke louder than your words. And do you think that changed because you were able to see it? Do you think someone told you that? What was the switch that made you start working out? Well, I actually remember it was one time where I went, I was visiting my dad at his factory and all these people who I used to see all came in at once and <laughs> it was like shocking to see everyone's reaction when they saw me. They were like, you know, pulling faces like bloated faces and, oh, Billy, you, you know, you're comfortable, aren't you? You know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh, fuck, you know, like, I don't think this is the reaction I was expecting. <laughs> Do you think sometimes we let ourselves go, we don't realize until we see people we haven't seen in a long time and you get that reaction from a stranger and then you see that, oh shit, like I've actually, I've let go, like my wife at home isn't talking shit, like I really have, she's yeah. not just nagging. Yeah, definitely man, but you know what, it, you, don't, you don't get motivated by, you know, just hyping yourself up and then doing something, you actually have to just start and understand that nothing happens overnight, that is the one thing that got me. Understanding nothing happen, happens overnight really helps you progress along because now, like, you know, I only recently started again with my training regime and, you know, when you look at my day one photo and you look at me now and it's, you see it's been like about eight weeks since I started training again properly and I actually can see such a difference in my body and that makes me feel so good but understanding that that's a long time mentally to, you know, to, to commit to something, you know what I mean? So, um, you definitely have to understand nothing happens overnight and starting is where you will find the motivation. But obviously, this isn't a fitness podcast and we're not talking about fitness, we're speaking about relationships. But do you think because that obviously helped you in your relationship, you've kind of seen that, okay, sweet, me getting to this mental state, connecting, that working out has actually made you feel better. That's what's, you know, helped you... And that's why you, you know, you do refer back to working out quite a lot? Well, honestly, you're saying this is not a fitness podcast, but I do believe that fitness does bring happiness because the more you do work out and, you know, work on yourself, the more endorphins your body receives from working out. So, in turn, you'll be happy, right? So, all these little things that you're doing to, you know, make your body better health-wise and mental, um, you know, mental state better, you will, in turn be a better partner to be with and your partner will enjoy it more. And do you think also the space of you going to work out that time in the day when we have that space in between us? You know, when you go to work, you're at work. When I'm at home looking after the kids or I'm working myself, we're at work. So we don't have the choice to spend time together. But when you come home and we have that, that choice, whether we spend this hour together or you spend that hour in the gym, that space that we've both chosen that we're going to spend apart has actually been healthy for us. Do you think that's also another thing? 
Yeah, I definitely think the space apart is so important because like you need that time on your own to be able to clear your mind over all the things that you've been thinking about or, you know, if you need just time to think about nothing, it's so important to have that hour of every day where you just clear, like you you just, it's about you only, you know what I mean? Like you need to focus on yourself, most important. Yeah, I guess it's a bit like filling your own cup. You can't give from an empty cup. And so I guess that hour in the gym is filling your own cup before you come home and you're able to help fill ours. Yeah, that's super interesting. Okay, so my next question is, is committing your life to someone at a young age hard? Look, unless you are truly in love with the person that you are settling down with, I think it will be hard. But if you truly love that person, I think it will be the easiest decision you ever have to make. Um, Just basically understanding that if you're committing, you're settling down, this is the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life. And you have to really understand that before making that decision. And if you can truly say that, you know, you're happy by doing that, then yes, it is the easiest thing in the world. But if you still have doubts, then I guess I wouldn't really take that, you know, next make step. that ne- next step. Exactly right. Yeah. I think for me personally, it's definitely a yes and no answer. It's yes, it is hard because your life all of a sudden changes. You go from someone who has no responsibilities, lives at their parents' house, doesn't have to think about anything in life except yourself, to now having to think about someone else. And it might be from a loving view, but it's added extra pressure from whatever you are doing anyway. So, you know, unless you're at a mature age, I feel like you do, you have to be mature. You have to have this mindset that this is not going to change who I am. This isn't going to change my lifestyle. This isn't going to change my life. Yes, I'm going to have some responsibilities like paying bills and, you know, working and having my own home and doing stuff like, you know, chores and whatnot, but it's not going to change who I am as a person. I know a lot of people who've gotten married and they change. Like they feel like they have to conform into this, you know, stereotypical married couple of man goes to work, woman stays home. And they that's where, you know, marriages fall apart, where that commitment does become hard. It bears, it's heavy, you know, it bears on your shoulders and you feel like shit, like, did I make the right decision? So it's not so much of going in thinking, I'm going to have to be a housewife or I'm going to have to be a working man who's going to have to look after my family, you know, my wife now. It's more of like, I feel like, knowing that things won't change between you and also in your own personal life that you can go, I can still see my friends, I can still go shopping, I can still do whatever I want to an extent. You need to understand that with a relationship or a marriage, settling down doesn't mean ending your life. It's not a you know tombstone for your life and social life and whatnot. You still need to have your own time to do whatever the you know whatever you want like you know for a I mean? healthy relationship for a healthy right relationship definitely you know so i think that you know you should always talk to your partner before settling down and say to each other i want to be my own person you want to be your own person we keep it that way forever we make decisions together we talk about it together but at the same time you have to never change who you are if you change who you are that's when you'll start becoming unhappy as a person and you know that's where everything goes down from there 
I think that's why we see a lot of relationships where they break up and all of a sudden one of them turns into someone who is so different from who they were in a relationship and it just it really screams toxic to me like it's almost like if you can't if tomorrow god forbid we were to break up i know that i'd be the same person my friends would be the same my life would be the same how i dress would be the same everything would be the same because we're in a healthy relationship where we can speak about the things that's going on and we can still live the same lifestyle like if you go out with your friends it's not something that we fight about. And do you feel like, I know that when we first got married, that was a problem we had actually, where, you know, Billy would want to go out with his friends. And I was like, oh no, you know, stay home. You always want to go out with your friends. And I didn't realize that that space apart was exactly what was going to fix our relationship, was actually going to help us. And that time apart, and I think I didn't have much of a social life back then. And that's why. And then soon I started to have a social life. And because you had backed off from your social life so much, you weren't in touch with a lot of the friends that you once were. And so it changed us. It almost became like a resentment thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, honestly, I lost my train of thought here. <laughs> <laughs> this bloke is in thought. He's not used to this whole podcast thing. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's I'm okay. Well for my first time. That's <laughs> okay. We could go to the um, next question for you. Okay, next question. If you could go back, do you think that you would have waited to have kids? Hell no. Really? <laughs> no way. Nah, this is one thing that everyone talks about. And you know what? I see so many people, you know, who have waited like till they were, you know, end of their, I don't know, they were in 10 years of marriage before they even had one kid or something like that. And I just think to myself, man, you're like way older now. And you're about to restart your whole life. Like we were what age when we had our first one? Was it like 18 or 19? No. So I was, I had just turned 21 when I gave birth and you were 20. No, I think it was a little, I think that was Noah. No, babe. Sure? <laughs> no, yes. Anyway, it was really young. And, um. It felt like 18. <laughs> it felt like. <laughs> yeah, well. We knew nothing. Yeah, we knew nothing, but. Look now, yeah, we've got a three-year-old and a two-year-old. Sure, they're like 13 months apart, but man, they're going through the same sort of milestones together and, you know, we're still young as hell and by the time we're like 30, 35, our kids are going to be like close to becoming full adults. No, but that's not really the question. No, I no, think no. you're misunderstanding. You know, there's a difference between, yeah, wanting kids early. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, do you know that waiting, that distance between when you wait for a kid and you really explore each other and you get to know each other, do you think because we went through high school and, you know, we had this time all together and we really knew each other before we got married? How long were we together before we had kids? I think maybe four years. Some of that, yeah. yeah, like three to four years we were together. And On that's... And off, that, you know? Yeah. Like having a fun high school relationship life. But you know what? I'm still on the... I'm still I'm still saying that I would not change a thing. Like, do you think though having kids early did impact our relationship? Yeah. We went through a lot. Yeah, hundred percent, definitely. That's why I'm saying it's better because you know that really threw us. Built us. It built us. You know, it, it gave us such a strong foundation, and you know, me seeing you give birth and everything, like it grew my love for you and you know my respect for you and. You know, I don't know, like, the the kids are, like, the, the best thing that you can have in life. Like, I come home now, obviously, sometimes I come home, they're, they're already asleep, but I wake up in the morning, every morning I spend my morning with our kids, and, you know, they just fill me with such joy, and, 
love, you know, like nothing is better, nothing is better than me spending time with these children, you know, like there are so many parents out there who, you know, weren't meant to have kids and you can see that because they don't like spending time with them. Me, I would put any, nothing over my kids, you know what I mean? Any free time I have, I'll spend it with my kids. They're the best thing that's ever happened to me. I think that's just the person I am, but I don't know. Like, that's... You made me ask that question. Well, you know, obviously, I think, you know, for me, the person who gave birth and was home with them while you were at work, for me, I have a very different point of view to you. And, and, you know, we agree to disagree kind of thing. I love our children, and I think they're the best thing that ever happened to us. And like you said, having them young is the most amazing thing ever because yeah true we do we get to watch them grow we're still young you know we have the energy to run around with them but at that very same breath I feel like at that very time I miss I feel like we missed out on this travel alone we missed out on time to just know each other because you know when you have a kid you're in that person's going to be in your life for the rest of your life it's a huge commitment you know if you weren't meant to be and I'm not talking about us I'm talking about whoever it may be you know and they jump straight into kids as you say then you know that's a bit hard if they don't work out that they have kids and they realize that oh shit fuck we fucked up this just bringing out all the real truths because it's the lack of sleep the anger with that comes with that it's the responsibility you know it's how it changes your sex life how it changes you know your everyday life and it's a lot of pressure and a lot of people can crack a lot of people do crack hence why there's a lot of divorce after kids you know because people realize that when you're no longer putting that relationship first it's when things can can screw up you know and that's what I'm trying to say in terms of I was home with them and I feel like I would have probably waited a year more. Not too long, but I probably would have waited one year. So at least in the one year we could travel. A year? Like, a year is not a massive difference. No, I know, but it's, it's time for us to just travel. I just wanted to go to two countries. Give me like, two countries and I would have been happy. We, we are heavy machinery as a couple, man. We, we travelled... With two kids, man, like, and we've done that easy. Look, I get what you're saying. I understand completely. And I agree with you, but I still agree with myself as well. Like, you can look at it both ways. Like, I still agree with myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you, but I don't agree with you. I know. I, I agree with both. Like, you can look at it two different ways. But, you know, the way our life has turned out, I think it's the best that it's, like, could have been. Like, been. you're looking at now at their finishing picture. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Of course, when you look at it now, like now, I wouldn't do anything to change anything. If I could go back in time, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. But because of what we went through with it all, I feel like just one year, just one year would have been good. But what I can just imagine now is like, imagine we didn't have kids for the first, I don't know, five years or something like that. And we had, you know, things in our life that we built ourselves and whatever it was having kids puts a massive restart on your life. You know what I mean? So if you've done all this, you've built a career for yourself, for instance, right? You, you Look at you now, for instance. You've built your own career through Instagram. Me, I'm still finding myself, but I know I would still not be in a place. I wouldn't have the motivation to go forward in life if I didn't have the kids. I think the kids actually motivated me, but I'm just saying like, you know, even if we were single, I'm not single, uh, kidless, um... We would, you know, have done our own thing, built it up and then reset our life based around the kids and I think that would be a massive struggle. You know what I mean? So like I don't know And that's not to say and you know, that's not talking about couples who are trying to conceive and unfortunately are in that situation where they can't that's a whole different situation, you know. I think a lot of what Billy's saying is terms of if you have that choice and you're kind of in that in between period where you're like, Do I 
do I have kids really early on? Do you think it, you know, played a big factor? I think for you, it's like, yeah, it played a big factor, but it motivated you and it turned out for the best in our circumstance. Do you know what I mean? You're obviously speaking from experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think that I will change a thing right now and I stand by that decision, but I still understand people who choose to not have kids, you know, because some people are like, some people just choose to be, you know, selfish and take care of their own life. I'm not saying I don't think a, it's selfish. No, 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 but it's not selfish. When I say selfish, I don't know how, how, what's another word for it, but like, you know, they, they, they know what they that, want. They, they know what they want. Exactly right. And I don't, it's not selfish as a bad way. I'm talking that's selfish as a good thing. You know what I mean? Like they're making a the decision that is going to be, you know, l- you know, based around their entire life. And, you know, if having children is not something that they want to do early or ever, then you have to respect that. And that's their decision. Whereas if you want to have kids, you still... I think you get it now because you see how much of a big responsibility oh, kids are. So it's like too... So much respect for people who who know that and are able to see that rather than selfishly have them and not give them that yes. time and give it your all. Definitely, definitely, I agree with that. Um, I think that you know everyone should have the freedom to express their feelings on certain topics like that, and you know, from there, just respect everyone. Motivational space, respect everyone. Sweet. <laughs> Okay, next question. How have kids impacted our marriage, both good and bad? I think the best thing that they've done for us is structure in our life and the love has grown ever since they've come into our life. You know, like I respect you a lot more now after seeing you give birth and, you know, I, my love has grown immensely, you know what I mean? And um, I think that's what's benefited us definitely with having kids. And I think the bad thing about having kids is when you know, they are very demanding and don't know what they want and, you know, they cause, like, really high stress-level type of situations and that causes us to sort of bicker because we don't know what to do, we don't know what's going to make it better and, you know, in terms, we start, like, lashing out on each other and I think sometimes, you know, that's the, like, the one thing that put a mental block but right now, like, we've overcome that and, you know, are able to understand what are the needs and wants of of our kids are and we're able to take a step back and you know see if we're starting to bicker with each other we're able to you know just take a break take a breath and restart again you know what I mean yeah I think um at the very beginning we would go out and our kids would be really hard to go out with and we found each other we were just yelling at each other and like, cause we couldn't yell at the kids. They were babies, you know, they don't understand. So we would take it out on each other. And as they grew up, we started to learn that sometimes it's easier. So when you have a day off for you to take them out on your own, you know, when I'm out with them, I go out on my own. And then if we were to go out as a family that we learn that when we're reaching a certain point that we kind of know, like, look, no, stop. It's the kids. Like, let's just take a breather what's going on. You know, we don't want to be fighting in front of them. We don't want to set an example. I think for me personally, a good thing and a bad thing, I think a bad thing was definitely going through all these changes in my life, you know, becoming a mother, my body changing, my life changing. And I didn't even know how to think about it, what to think about it. And seeing you accept that all was great and it was amazing, but I didn't accept it all. And I felt like I felt so alone because you were at work. Obviously, that's just a normal thing. You go to work and I felt like you weren't able to see, you know, the ins and outs of what I had to go through. And so you, I felt like, you know, I was taken for granted at some stages when 
you know, I would wake up moody because I was up with the kids and you couldn't understand because you were just pissed off because you had to go to work in the early days. And I felt like, well, you know, I'm doing all of this and you get to go to work and speak to adults. So I think that really impacted us negatively because I resented you in some way that you got to go out and go to work. I didn't quite understand how to find a balance with all that. But in a good in a good way, the kids have impacted us, I feel like, by showing us what's really important, you know, in life and growing this relationship with them and learning from them like they've taught us so much you know we see Nina and Noma and I feel like they're such a reflection of us you know Nina's sassy and you know she's she's so moody but then yet she's so loving and she'll give you her all and you know, she'll melt down at the at the thought of you being sad. And then there's Noah, he's super funny and always in a good mood, you know, but he has some anger issues. It sounds like it's me and you in mini, mini versions. <laughs> yeah, right? definitely right, 100%. So it's like made us look at it as like, you know, it's kind of given us a glimpse of what we're actually like, especially when they mimic us or, you know, Noah calls, Noah calls out to you and he's like, babe, babe, because he hears me saying babe. <laughs> like it's just, it's those little moments that just matter so much. Okay, what's one thing you wish you knew before settling down? I reckon that one thing was the responsibility aspect of things, like actually, you know, moving out of home and, you know, starting to work full time and paying bills and all that kind of shit and, you know, being responsible for someone else at the same time and, you know, then having kids and being responsible for the kids and having all this on your shoulders is a lot of stress, but, you know, it makes you think, like, should I have gotten my shit together before, you know, getting married? But, you know, now that I look at how we've, how far we've come and I think to myself, you know what, nah, this is all right, you know, because we learnt all the way all these new things together, you know, and we've grown together and we've done very well as a couple together, you know. So I think that the responsibility, I wish I knew how much responsibility I was up for, but now that I have been through it, I'm sort of okay with that, you know, like it's it's okay, we're doing well. I think for me, one thing I wish I knew before settling down was that, you know, we were going to have to learn how to communicate and be honest with each other. I think sometimes when you settle down, you expect sunshines and rainbows and you expect that when you have a conversation that, you know, they're just going to automatically understand you or that when you're in a mood and you know how usually you get home and your mom just knows you're in a mood and she's all good, you know, she she knows that you're upset so she'll bring you ice cream or she just knows what's up with just by seeing you whereas your partner might not know that at the very beginning and just being able to communicate with your partner and actually say, hey, look, this is what's wrong. You know, this is what I need from you. I need affection or I need your help with a solution. Knowing how to communicate, I wish I knew how to do that before getting in a relationship and also when we got in a relationship. You know, I think so much of me just ignored you when things were wrong or when I had a problem. I felt like I could speak to my friends more or I could speak to my mum more only because I felt like I couldn't bring to you imperfection. I had to bring to you perfection. And I felt like it was a lot of pressure on you already, you know, with both of us working and all of that. So I just felt like, no, 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 I had to be the perfect little wife. And, you know, that's there's no such thing. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, look, I think the most important thing in a relationship is to actually communicate, like you said. Like, yeah, you have to learn how to communicate before actually settling down, you know? Because, like you said, that, you know, you don't know how the other person's going to, you know, react or, you know, want to be, want to feel 
with the other person. If yeah. And I feel like there were times where we used to have a fight. And I remember this a very long time ago, obviously, and I was pregnant. And, you know, I would get really upset. And, you know, I would cry. And I was someone who cried a lot when I was pregnant because I was super hormonal. And you got to a point where you were, like, over it. Like, you're almost like, okay, sweet. Like, here we go again. I'm just going to give her space. And that space wasn't one I needed in a normal situation. Fuck yeah, I needed space. You know that that's what I usually needed. But in that situation, I felt like, oh, my God, I feel more alone than I ever have. And when we started communicating that feeling and we went, no, this has made me resent you. This has made me not want this. And so when we started talking about it, you're like, oh, shit, you've always told me you're someone who needs space. So I finally got that, but I got it a little too late. Now you need me to cuddle you and and tell you that, you know, it's okay and say sorry even when I don't mean it because, you know, I know that you're just losing it over the last donut that was in the fridge that, you know, you left for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, that was a crazy time, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you look like you're in a flashback because <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we haven't reversed any of these questions. It's like looking into space like, fuck, shit, those yeah, are the days. Yeah, it's, been, it's been a while since that happened. Yeah, I feel like, do you get what I mean by, you know, when you go through these obstacles with your partner over such a long period of time, you know them. Like, you know, I'm not saying that we want another baby now. We don't. But if we were to ever yeah. go through that now... It would be so different because you would know what I needed. You know me inside out. And as much as I would have loved to say that when we got married, you knew me inside out, you didn't. I didn't. No way. No one knows anyone when they get married. I've seen people who have been together and live apart for so long before they get married and get divorced after like two minutes of being married. You know what I mean? Like it just shows that being married, living together, going through all that together actually makes such a difference Rather than like being boyfriend and girlfriend living apart and whatnot, you know. It makes a big difference when you move in with someone, doesn't it? I feel like I learned so much about you when. You feel all awkward at the start too because, like, you know, how do I act around this person? Is she going to leave me if I act myself? Or, you know, like, what do I do here? Can I have my hands down my pants in front of her? Is she going to think I'm disgusting? Yeah, exactly. I'll still do that till now. I know! But that's what I Even mean. Even though you point out how disgusting it is every single time. I know. And when you leave your shaving trimmings in the in the bathroom, you do it every single day. Yeah, well, I'll clean them myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> your shaving trimmings are still there still from there. yesterday. No, that's from today. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> now I've got um, some questions that I got asked through Instagram. So I will go through a few of them again with you and we'll see how we go. Okay, this question is from a follower. She wrote, how do you keep the spark going in a marriage after a couple of years? I'm going to give you some time to think. For me, I feel like the spark has a lot of a lot to do with how much time you make for each other. I feel like so much of us took, you know, went away when we started to put it into our time into responsibilities and kids and not so much ourselves. I feel like, you know, that spark has nothing to do with sex. Sex can be a physical thing, but it can. if you're not mentally connecting, then it doesn't mean shit. I feel like making that time to go on regular date nights, and when I say date nights, I don't mean getting out of the house and going somewhere. It can even be that you chuck on a movie, you put your phones away, and you know you watch, you watch something together and you're just yeah, cuddling. Together. What's your take? I think it's, you know, talking about things more often. Well, me personally, you know, like um, in... You know, bringing a spark back up, you know, is, you know, connecting again, like talking to each other, getting, you know, to know each other again on a deeper level and, you know, what's wrong, you know, talking to each other about that kind of stuff and, you know, what can we do better to improve our relationship. I think that, you know, having a communication with each other and telling each other how you feel about certain things is so important, you know. Um, 
and also, you know, regularly start, you know, making, uh, what's the word? Making time time for each other and actually going out and doing things and having a bit of fun and, you know, doing things for each other that, you know, the other person appreciates, you know what I mean? Like, things like that are really important and, you know, showing the other person you care actually makes, you know, them feel more love towards you. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of it has to do with also love languages, like doing stuff. Like, I know for me, it's active service. And, you know, Billy, you do little things for me that mean so much. Like, before you go to work, you fill the kids' bottles up. Or, you know, you take out the rubbish knowing that it's full and I'm probably going to have a hard time taking it out myself. Little things like this, you understanding me is so amazing. Like, even when, you know, you come home from work and I've cooked, like, one of your favorite meals, you're so happy. Like, you you know, you don't stop thanking me. Or when, you know, I washed your work shirt the other day and hung up your work pants behind the door and you said, is that already washed? Like, I just put it in the hamper. Is it already done? Oh, my God, you're amazing. Like, little things like that, I realized that, you know, it's it's showing you I love you without actually, you know, saying it. And that's so important. Yeah, definitely. I think you're right about that too, like... You know, you do things for me, I do things for you, we help each other around the, you know, the house and how we do things and, you know, I, th- I feel like we connect really well when it comes to that kind of stuff and, you know, we are really good at communicating each other with each other at, you know, what what's wrong in us, certain parts of our relationship, you know what I mean? So, um, by us talking about it makes us feel more better with each other. Yeah, and I think also a big part is supporting each other in things in life. Like when I'm going through a job, when I'm doing my job and I've done something, like you're so proud and you celebrate my achievements. And same to you, you know, when you have a business idea or something's going on with you that you're really excited about, celebrating your partner when they're excited or, you know, they've shown interest or they've achieved something, that you're the person that's supposed to be their biggest supporter, you know. And we don't realize how much our partner needs it until you don't give them that support and, you see how they resent you for it, you know? Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. I think you're right. But yeah. Yeah. Okay, the last question from a follower is, how do you deal with having arguments and when to learn when to step back? Like, how did you know when to step back? Well, I was that person who attacked you a lot at the very beginning. So, um, you did make it clear to me that you needed space. And I think that's the best thing I've learned in this relationship is how to give someone space when... You know, you're in an argument. So I think that that's one of the most important things to do is actually take a step back and, you know, when you see things start to get heated a little bit, you just be like, you know what, I think we need a bit of time apart from each other. Go do your own thing. Maybe go to the gym or, you know, go like take a bit of time or a couple of hours, buffer time, come back and then talk about it again. And if it's still heated, you ask each other what is the real problem here because, you know, nothing seems to be moving on. You know what I mean? So, if you give each other space, usually 90% of the time when you get back, you know, you're going to have a civil conversation with each other. I think, you know, at the beginning of the relationship, you were someone who had to be in my face. I feel like there's always one of them in a relationship. There's someone who wants to be, wants to sort things out straight away and, you know, gets really upset if there's any space. And then there's someone that actually works better with space. And sometimes people assume that by giving space that that's it. You know, that person's going to leave them or, you know, that they feel as if like, you know, nothing's going to get resolved if there is space. But it's actually 
you know, we've learned in our relationship, it's actually quite the opposite. You know, when you've given me space in the past, it's actually helped me calm down, reevaluate my emotions and go, is this really important? Is this really worth arguing about? If it is, okay, how can we, we work towards a solution? At the end of the day, we're on the same team. We love each other. This is what we want. So if we're going to have this argument, if it's bringing us closer to that goal, amazing. But if it's bringing us further away, then obviously this is not this is not something that we should, this argument shouldn't be happening right now. We need to take space until we know that we're both in the same page. We want to work towards back to where we were and go for it, you know, and have a, a civilized conversation. You know, I think with us having communication and ways that we we work through things, like we've, I've learned to calm down when I speak to you, to speak to you in a non-disrespectful way, you know, not give you a bitchy tone or call you names. I've learned to kind of like calm down, speak really respectfully and calmly. And we've actually learned to work through things a lot more. And that's only because you've then learned to give me space when it's time for, I feel like I'm giving him a cancelling session. He's looking down at the floor like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, true, fuck. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> no, but seriously, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you look at it in the bigger point of view, it's true. It's yeah. how we've worked through things. That is true, man. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I reckon that's on the money, man. <laughs> Talk respectfully and give, <laughs> give space. It's like, you're that's leaving me sheet. nothing. That's a cheat sheet. <laughs> oh my God. Well, thank you for joining us today, you know, and thank you for joining us, Billy. Well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's been nice to actually chat about it. And do you know what? I also want to just say that no relationship is perfect we have our problems you know it's about how you solve them and how you move forward we both are on the same page this is what we want and this is how we move through things so don't think just because you listen to a podcast like this that hey look shit I must have a shit relationship if I can't communicate with my husband like this you know we've come a long way from what we once were you know there's always there's always space for learning there's always space for growing in your relationship and I think that's you know inevitable if you you have the same goal in mind but yeah I just want to leave you with that thank you for joining see you guys Thank you for listening to Yasmina Uncut. If you like this episode, you can review, like, or subscribe to my channel. Chat to you soon.